Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely wonderful day. Hope you guys had a blessed weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Show as well on Friday. Doug and I had a really good show together. Then we went into detail on various different topics, and one of the main things that him and I talked about as far as with what they're doing now. And you guys need to go back and listen to the shows. It's a really good show. I talked into detail about how the January 6th incident and what the media has been doing to manipulate and twist the actual truth of what happened is, again, modern-day book burning used to rewrite history. And I went into detail, and I told Doug, I said, the thing is, I said, this is one of the first times in history – in the last, say, 20 years, that books don't actually have to be altered or, you know, blacked out or burned or basically rewritten. I said all they simply have to do is delete the truth offline since majority of everything now is online. vast majority of people don't even read hardback books or regular books anymore. And I said what they're doing is they're teaching the younger generation of what happened January 6th is paramount to the – 9-11 9-11 attack to Pearl Harbor to the Holocaust now is what they literally described. It's, I, I can't even make this up. And I said they're going to teach this younger generation that the Christian, conservative, patriot groups that basically did not go along with the stolen election are sim- simply insurrectionists, and they need to be taken care of as such. And that's exactly what we see now with the lies being pushed so heavily on the mainstream media. Also, too, other news. I saw this that was getting – it's getting a little bit troubling to me, and this is why I've encouraged a lot of people. This means we have to be even more vocal. And people say, well, Austin, you you paint a target on your back when you get this vocal and you get this loud. Well, guess what? We pretty much all have targets on our backs now (laughs) if you've actually spoken the truth about anything. There's now the Garland memo about the DOJ – activating the FBI counterterrorism division to investigate parents that simply go to school board meetings has not been withdrawn. Now, this is very interesting because the Senate Judiciary Committee, three days before Christmas, said it will not withdraw the controversial memo used to activate the FBI counterterrorism division to investigate parents. This week, Senator Chuck Grassley revealed the the pre-Christmas response stating in December – We asked why the FBI counterterrorism division was getting involved and parents simply expressing their concerns at school board meetings. Now, to be clear, there is no excuse for threats or acts of violence. But if there were those threats, why are they not being handled at a local level? And the attorney general should withdraw this memo that started this whole thing. Well, pretty much the DOG said nothing about why the FBI's counterterrorism division was involved in the school board matter at all. It simply said, we're not going to withdraw the memo. At this time, this is extremely disturbing on the fact that pretty much now the FBI is being shown to be the private Gestapo force of the deep state and going in and trying to black out all dissidents. Now, it hasn't really started to occur aggressively yet, but we can see already where it's going to start going. If you guys remember, back in November, the Arizona School Board, Scottsdale School Board President Jan Michael Greenberg – basically faced calls to resign after the online dossier surfaced that his father was 
basically putting together that he had access to as well, that Jan Michael Green had access to as well, that included Social Security numbers, financial info, divorce records, including photos of the parents and of the children, and basically had them in different types of categories, including the ones where the parents were the most belligerent and going against anti basically against vaccine mandates. Now, what's interesting about this, this whole thing now has gotten tied up with the courts and with the attorneys. I have not been able to find any more active updates on this situation since about the middle of November on this Jan Michael Greenberg individual and this dossier that came about building a giant profile in the entire parents of the school, basically of the school, and recording them even on body cam footage of his dad admitting that they had a private investigator that's recording tags and doing full-blown background checks and analysis and monitoring and watching everybody. This was just the tip of the iceberg. Doug and I talked about this in detail a month and a half ago. Doug was actually involved in some of this as far as uh, what happened and getting a lot of the information out there. And he said very clearly, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just starting to show its head. This is happening all across the country. Now, he couldn't go into extreme detail about a lot of the stuff that had happened because he basically was still active. But he said that this is not something that's isolated, and this is going to get more and more aggressive. So the solution to that, we have to be more vocal, and we have to expose this every time we dig down deep enough and find out what's going on because this isn't going to stop. They are going to keep pushing this more and more and more as hard as they can so they can control any dissonance. It's like what Dad said the other day. Once they get the social credit score tied in, this is all going to be rolling into the same concept with the algorithm like they already do in China. You go to the school board and you say something on record that basically they don't like – your credit score drops. You go to the hospital and you refuse to wear a mask and you're told you have to sit out in the hallway like a cockroach and sit out there because you don't wear a mask, your social credit score drops. You basically go on the highway and do 75 and a 70. The cameras that are already recording you on the interstates, they're going to drop your credit score. This is what they already do in China. This is why it's so important we continue to push back against the electric vehicle mandates and pushes they're doing. How do you do that? You continually show a desire and drive and interest and market value for internal combustion engines. Guys, there is no reason whatsoever to be pushing this other than they want to have full and complete control of the vehicle system platforms in order for you to drive freely, unmolested on your way, which will be taken away from you. I talked in detail about another about this to another individual in the car market, and he said the infrastructure for the electrical vehicles, as far as all across the board, doesn't exist. The infrastructure is not there. This is why in California last year they had to tell people not to charge your cars at high volume times because the grid was so overloaded. And that's with like – Five percent of the cars on the road being EV cars right now. When we saw up northeast that giant freeze that just happened, everybody was stuck on the highway, having to turn their cars and leave them on idle to stay alive with the blizzard and the wrecks. You guys saw that. What would happen if those would have been electric vehicles? But what if just a quarter of the cars on the road were electric vehicles? They don't have enough battery power to sit there and run all night. Majority of them aren't going to be fully charged. Electric batteries as well don't do very well in cold temperature. They discharge faster. Then on top of that, what happens when all the vehicles are dead? How do you move them? 
You have to run charging stations. Yes, you have to bring mobile charging stations out on the interstate in the middle of the blizzard when it's over to try to charge the vehicles to get them off the road. Well, how do you handle that infrastructure if they're all up and down the interstate with semi-trucks in between them? Again, a question that nobody wants to bring up, but yet they want to completely and totally mandate, you have to buy this vehicle by 2030. This is the only thing you're allowed to drive. Any time the government ever tries to mandate stuff, it never turns out good, and that's a fact. Now you have California, Governor Nuisance over there, has now activated the National Guard again to expand the testing capacity, they said, to help out with the surge of cases. They're going to be bringing in 200 National Guard troops across 50 sites to help fill the holes and staffing needs. Now, this is two things this is happening. A, they're constantly trying to desensitize everybody to the military getting involved in simply basic activities. That's the first thing. Secondly, they're trying to pump up their rookie numbers. They don't have enough cases yet, even though they're saying they're surging. They need more cases in order to keep the fear porn alive. That's why every single week now you hear about some other stupid variant. Now, the, the flu, the flu rona or whatever. Now, you can have the flu and COVID at the same time, which is complete and total nonsense. This, again, is to cover up the fact that people are dropping dead all across the country with side effects from this injection. Bob Saget, Full House, basically a star, 65 years old. Orlando, Ritz Carlton, 30 minutes down the road from me. They find him dead in his hotel room. Dead. Got the second booster shot or the, the second shot. The end of November, they said, November 28th, he got fully vaccinated. <clears throat> Interesting, isn't it? Why are we hearing more and more and more people that are just randomly dropping dead that continue to get this shot while nobody wants to question what it's doing to people? They're simply saying, hey, guess what? We need to allow this to be used on six-month-old children now per Pfizer's request. That's right. Wake up, my friends, and get the truth out there. What do you think, Dad? Well, you know, all these Hollywood stars that are dying from the shot, as far as I'm concerned, good riddance as far as these Kabbalist weirdos. And I know that's awful. You know, my condolences to his family if he had a family. I just know that a few years ago he did an interview and came out with a whole bunch of really weird comments that kind of sounded like a pedophile, but yeah, I'm not saying that he was, but he's a weirdo. And so, I mean, so the reality is, is this, you know, they're covering everything up to try to bring in the deep state more and more and more into our life, including the school board meetings. They want to have now everybody goes to a school board meeting like you and I did and got extremely vocal with the school board and told everybody what was going on including the Frankfurt School. I went into detail with that and communism and critical race theory, which, oh, my gosh, that's verboten. All of this stuff that we end up talking about on the show and people don't want to bring into the truth of the conversation is coming around now to destroy the United States through Cloward and Piven. That's what this is all about. You know, It's all through critical race theory. It's all through affirmative action. It's all through what they're doing right now in the Manhattan District Attorney's office, and he's dropping prison sentences for most crimes. And, and you look what just happened up in Harlem this weekend. A 19-year-old girl is working basically at a, at a burger shop, and she's shot and killed by a guy after she gave him $100. Teen, 19, teen cashier 19 is shot dead in cold blood during her late shift at Harlem Burger King after giving gunman $100 from her drawer. Her mom is racked with guilt for making her work nights, even though she was scared of the 50 homeless people outside. I mean, I mean, think about that for a second. 19 years old and she's dead and gone. And, and when you look at what happened, the robber, who has yet to be identified or apprehended, was described as a slim male 
who was wearing dark clothes and a black mask, according to police. Well, I looked at the photographs. He was also African-American. And you go, whoa, Ted, did you just say, yeah, I just said that. And it's in Harlem, right? But they don't even describe him. They don't even describe the robber who is yet to be identified or apprehended as a slim male who is wearing dark clothes and a black mask, according to police. But you see clearly on the camera that he was African-American. Now, why would I say that? Because if he was white, I would straight call him out for being a white, too. How are you supposed to go out and find a guy if you don't even know what color he is? Hmm? I just thought I'd ask you that question. Have we become that politically correct and that woke in our country that we can't even talk about who's in prison and why they're in prison? Do you remember a few years ago in New Jersey, they basically got upset because there were so many black people going to prison. That's what happened. They became the first legislature in the United States to pass groundbreaking sentencing reform, making it the first state in the nation to allow judges to waive mandatory minimum sentences in drug-free school zones. I'm going to repeat this again. These people were going into these students in these schools, standing out by the gate, giving drugs to young children, and they were going to prison for that for 10, 15, 20 years in life for giving these children and trying to get them addicted to crack and drugs. And they decided to change the law to allow them not to have to go to prison as long, reducing the amount of population of the blacks in prison or the Hispanics in prison or the whites in prison, whoever was selling the drugs to the children. This is a problem. And this is what this is what Cloward and Piven has done. They have come in to overwhelm the social welfare systems in the United States. I mean, I'm posting these articles. It says blacks and Hispanics are more than three times more likely than whites to go to prison in the United States. And it goes into all the politically corrupt reasons as to why this is happening. And you start to understand that, you know, it's very strange. Blacks are 13.4 percent of the U.S. population, but they're 33 percent of the prisoners. Hispanics are 18.3 percent of the population, okay? Now, which is interesting to me because Hispanics have now overtaken blacks. They're going to overtake whites pretty soon because of this unbridled immigration coming in from South America. Blacks are 18.3% of the U.S. population, but 19.9% of the prisoners. And the whites are 60% of the U.S. population, and they're 36% of the prisoners. And so what you see here is all of these people are going into prison, including the whites and the blacks and Hispanics, everybody, for committing crimes. But they don't want to keep them in prison because they want to release them back into the common society so they can cause more chaos and mayhem. Now, I will say this. There are blacks. And there are whites and there are Hispanics, which have basically done things that were stupid, and they've been given unreasonable prison sentences. And that pretty much is disproportionately higher with blacks. I will say that also. But then we've got to go to the social economic areas of these different areas, and we need to talk to them about Jesus, don't we? We need to talk to them about Christianity. When Lyndon Johnson came up with the Great Society program, you guys don't remember this if you're under the age of 60, but I was there and I saw it. When Lyndon Johnson came up with the Great Society program back in the 60s, he said he's going to get rid of you know, poverty in the United States. And he pretty much single-handedly destroyed the black, the black family unit by giving everybody an incentive to have more and more babies, to get more and more welfare, to have more and more money coming in by having more and more children. And then what happened, it got so bad that the government decided that they needed to get rid of a large percent of the population, so they passed Roe v. Wade to kill the kids that were basically being born. It's unbelievable when you look back at the actual history of what they did. It's, it's insane. But yet we have all these inner city schools that people are graduating from high school and they're functionally illiterate. 
they're, and they're getting, they're actually getting diplomas and they're getting accepted into local colleges and they're being passed through the local colleges with D's and F's. And then as long as they maintain a certain GPA of like a 1.0, they get, then they get passed onto the university systems. And because of affirmative action, they're given grades. And this also happens with whites. It's blacks and Hispanics. This was everybody. And then they come out. And they're still functionally illiterate, and they have college degrees. I'm not even joking about this. I'll never. And I, and I speak from experience here, guys. I was a college professor for two years back in 1981 and 1982, up in Tallahassee, and I was at a Tallahassee Community College, and I, I, I was an adjunct professor, and I taught there for two years, and I was shocked that students would not answer a true/false question. They would forget short answer essay. They didn't, most of them didn't answer those at all. It was the true false questions. And what I did, if they got an F in the class, I didn't care if they were black or white or Hispanic. It made no difference to me. I gave them an F. And quickly I was transferred out to the Federal Correctional Institute. That was nice, by the way. That was really an interesting experience teaching prisoners in the prison. I began to realize you couldn't go against the standard quote, quota because they were getting government subsidies based upon minority attendance in the schools and didn't want you failing the people and getting them out of school because they didn't know how to read or write. And you say, well, you should have taught them how to read and write, Ted. Wait a minute. Stop. They should have taught them how to read and write when they were four and five years old. It's not my responsibility as a college professor to take an 18- or 19-year-old person who doesn't know how to read or write and teach them how to read. It doesn't make any sense. But this is the failed system that we have that has basically been started back, you know, way, 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 way back in the 50s and the 40s. And this is the Cloward Piven Frankfurt School ideology coming to fruition now in the United States of America in 2022. Look at that Justice Sotomayor. Last week, she's giving all these stupid statistics about 100,000 kids and all this other stuff with these vi- this virus. Just made up a bunch of lies. Well, when you go back and you do her research on her, she crashed her grades her first year at Princeton. And still got into Yale Law School. And she even admits it was through affirmative action. And now she sits on the ju- as a justice on the Supreme Court. What the heck? These people are bought and paid for by the deep state, and they're groomed probably by the CIA or one of their handlers, and they're picked when they're young children because of aptitude tests or whatever they do, or some professor turns them in, or they're just chosen like Barack Obama to be president of the United States, who's born in Kenya. We all know that, who's married to a guy, according to Joan Rivers. And they just put them in there just for the fun of it because they set up Hegelian dialectic with problem action solution. And now they've given us this this virus that doesn't kill very many people. Ninety nine point nine seven. What percent you could survive it if you have enough vitamin D and C and zinc and, you know, ivermectin and, you know, and, you know, different sodium potassium, potassium iodine in your system. You know, you have all these abilities to control this virus by taking supplements. But they don't make any of those supplements available, and they tell you you can't use ivermectin. A lot of pharmacies won't even fill it for that so that they can have a emergency use authorization to basically push Trump's kill shot. This is the whole key. The, the virus is not the bioweapon. The shot is. And now we're finding out that they did a full-blown research study using different vials with different contaminants and the different vials and different concentrations of different compounds of who knows what. And they did a full-blown research study globally to find out which groups of people had the highest death rates. I posted it on the website for this weekend. I watched it. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny sent it to me. And, guys, this is where we are right now in the United States. And we also was also talking about these cars now being monitored by these facial recognition cameras on the interstate. The cars now that are going to come out, 
you're going to have to do a, like a sobriety field test before you get in it. And they already have black boxes in it. If you get into an accident and you're being sued in a liability suit, the black box could be basically given to the insurance companies if they subpoena it, and they can tell them exactly how fast you were going at the time of the accident. Well, if the box already knows that, what if it just goes ahead and you have to use your palm print to get started to start the car? Well, now it knows who's driving the car. So now it can adjust your social credit score by how fast you're going. So if you're doing 75 and a 70, whoops, and it could flash up on the screen, your social credit score is about to be downgraded because of your speed. And I guarantee you, if that's true, if that happens, you're going to slow down. You're going to go, you know what, it's not worth having my social credit score go down. I'm just going to slow down to 70. And then it'll say, okay, you're now in compliance with the law. Your credit score won't be affected. You're long. What the heck? They're going to monitor everything. As Austin's right, these electrical cars are just a power hog. These things are expensive to charge up. And people don't realize they're going to spend as much money, if not more money, charging their vehicles than they would by putting fuel in the gas tanks. That's why they had to get rid of the diesels. That's why they went after Volkswagen a few years ago and gave them a $20 billion fine. They almost bankrupted Volkswagen. How come bank, how come bank, but Volkswagen didn't get bankrupt? Because they probably got bought up by State Street, Blackguard, and Vanguard, and BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Because this is the group of companies that run the entire planet through the banking system. And we have a bunch of banks that are laundering drug money out of Afghanistan and Southeast Asia and Mexico and Colombia, everywhere else, in order to keep the population of the world drugged down. It's always the pharmacia and the banks that are doing all of this stuff. But we've got to realize who these people are and what they're doing. And then we've got to take a look at you know, Donald Trump. There's a really good article that just came out, and I'm going to read you part of it. It's basically exactly what you know I have said, and it says Trump's vaccine support may cost him his victory in 2024. Because former supporters of Donald Trump, who are virulently anti-vax, are furious at the ex-president's stance and are vowing to support rival Republicans in the race to be the party's candidate in two years' time. This is the Great Recession.info, and I'm posting it on the website. During an appearance on Bill O'Reilly event in Dallas, the former president claimed success in expediting the creation of the covert virus in Operation Warp Speed. <laughs> and then while Trump tried to play down the booing that he was receiving at this, con this convention as representing only a very tiny number, a rally reported the former president called him after the event and needed consoling. He said, this is good for you, Trump. This is good that you see people to see the other side of you, not a political side, the, inform the former Fox News anchor said. You told the truth. You believe in the vaccine. Your administration did it, and you should take credit for it. And then he gave another softball interview to Candace Owens, which he used to double down on his support for more vaccines. The vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. Trump really believes this crap, or he wouldn't be saying it, or he's just being given a shill card to read. I came up with a vaccine. I came up with a vaccine. He's not a scientist. I came up with a vaccine with three vaccines. All are very, very good in his staccato talk. They basically copied from Roy Cohn, that hardcore liberal weirdo homosexual bleh, he used to use as a mentor in dc or in new york city he goes the vaccines work he pleaded the ones that get sick but he, he starts giving more vaccine lies his repeated advocacy for the vaccine was way too much for one of his longtime and most ardent supporters to handle who came out against him on social media and guys listen to me you know this is crazy that this is happening all over the country and people are still believing that donald trump is the messiah it really 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 is and, you know, and, and, let me, and this guy goes really good. He goes, 
He goes, why is all the money that Trump's raising now not being used to pay the defense of these people from January 6th? How about that? How about why isn't Trump paying the millions and millions of dollars in legal fees? This is, article goes on to say, as a result, MAGA is becoming divided against each other. And Trump, a major, another major Trump supporter on January 6th, Ali Alexander, shared her anger. Remember when Trump said you would be playing right into the Democrats' hands by mocking the rushed, ineffective shot? Alexander wrote on the Telegram. Yeah, Joe Biden passes him and booster shot Trump's just – she's good. I can't – I'm reading you what they said, the quote, and they're not – they didn't say it very clearly, so it didn't make any sense. Well, they're, they're, they're mocking Trump for what he said, and we need to understand that all of this stuff is a lie from Donald Trump. As Alice Steinberg seems to be saying, Trump's actual 4D chess may have been in playing his supporters to convince them for four years that what looked like he was placing the swamp in full power because he actually was – was really just his covert way of disabling the swamp, which of course never happened, and it's called the long con, C-O-N. Convince them that you're helping to take down the status quo when they're actually empowering him to keep the military powers that be and banking powers that be and big pharma powers that be and all of the large corporate owners fully empowered. This is State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, and the organized crime cartels, which are the central banks, and giving them massive tax breaks. Trump did all of this stuff. If he really cared about his supporters, in prison right now, why are none of the multi-millions he is raising going to the legal defense of his many January 6th supporters who are now rotting in prison, as Steinberg moans? The rest of Trump's anti-establishment story that played out in his feuds with the mainstream press was a Roman arena act for the masses on television. Trump's home turf, all to keep the increasingly disaffected and disquieted right calm while he put the swamp in charge for yet another round in plain sight. It worked because people trusted him because they needed a champion, and he sounded like he was their best hope. He said the things they wanted to hope for, and he spoke like the common man. I pointed out now how he is doing nothing to drain the swamp back then, and I didn't do it to diminish Trump. I did it in hopes that his supporters would see that he was putting the swamp in full power all over again and would seriously hold his feet to the fire on the promises to drain it. Because Trump does thrive on public adulation of his supporters, his narcissism could cause him to move in the direction it takes to maintain the lavish praise and cheers. But this is never going to happen because he is controlled by the Kabbalist, Luciferian Wall Street bankers who bought him out of debt in 1989 by Wilbur Ross, and he is a plant of the deep state. They try to say he was a Manchurian candidate for the Russians which was a complete and total lie, he was a Manchurian candidate for the Rothschild banking cartel to be put into office to basically destroy the United States and to continue with the cloward Pivot strategy. I can't be any more direct than this. And guys, listen to me. You've got to realize that your hope and your faith has to be in Jesus Christ, not in this circus clown act that we have going on in D.C. It's a massive mess up there, and that's all it is, and it's not going to get any better. They have so infiltrated it now with people like Sotomayor in the Supreme Court and Roberts in the Supreme Court, who is supposedly a friend of Jeffrey Epstein. All of these people are deeply, deeply compromised that they're being completely controlled through Mossad, MI6, and CIA. What do you think Jeffrey Epstein was doing with all those young girls? He was blackmailing everybody. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about his, the fact that he was Mossad. 
Nobody wants to talk about Israel's involvement in any of this or the United States CIA or British MI6 involvement in any of this. This is all about controlling the narrative to bring in their new world order, their cryptocurrency, their one world religion, and their one world government, just like the Bible says they're going to do. It's important that we understand that. It's important that we keep our hearts and minds in Christ because he's the only answer we have. This past weekend, I got to do three services with Dr. Mark Rutland. You can watch him online at the Church of God in Plant City, Florida. They're about an hour each. They're phenomenal. You can listen to all of his sermons. He did a phenomenal job. And one of the things that he talked about so much on Sunday morning was grace, the grace that God gave us through Jesus Christ and the hope that we have in the Lamb of God. Very, very important services to listen to. Guys, please remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Don't listen to the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it preachers. Don't do that. Don't do that. They're not of, they're not of God in many cases. I know these people. Now, they may have started off one time to have good intentions. They may have. I will say that. But they get caught up in the things of the world, and they trade everything for the trinkets that Lucifer gives them as far as their houses and their motorcycles and their cars and all the stuff that they get more and more and more and more of until they become completely and totally corrupt. And all they care about is how many people they have in church and how much the offering is every week. They don't care about how many people get saved and how many people commit their hearts and lives to Christ. Keep your heart and mind in Jesus. Read the book of John in the New Testament. Read the Acts, book of the Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the first chapter of the New Testament. And read all of these books on an ongoing basis. You can understand the hope and the faith that we have in Christ and what he did for you. His blood sanctified you. You've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, not by Donald Trump and his weirdo stuff. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. And remember, we're just passing through this world. They're like keeping us like a giant petri dish. I watched the chemtrails flying over us this morning over and over and over and over and over again. Nobody talks about it. Nobody even talks about it on alt news anymore because it's become old news, the geoengineering that's destroying the planet and polluting the ground with aluminum. Nobody talks about any of this stuff. All they want to talk about now is the fact that, you know, we have this, quote, unquote, Omicron virus. Let me tell you what they're going to do. They're fixing to turn on 5G all over the United States on the 19th of this month. And when that happens, we're going to have massive, massive death rates from the 5G. And they're going to blame all of it. All of it on the Omicron and different variants about this coronavirus so they can justify the usage of the 5G. That's what's going to happen. Watch and see if I'm not right. It's going to be a giant mess. It's going to all tie together in a control grid. Well, I'm pontificating. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story? You know, it's interesting. I was just reading some stuff on that last night and how Verizon is talking about launching its beefed-up 5G network on January 19th and how a lot of the other platforms are going to be basically turning this thing on all the way. Because, you know, remember, the infrastructure they put into place this 5G took a long time. Billions, not trillions of dollars in total infrastructure across the world for this stuff. This wasn't to increase the Internet speed. <laughs> they don't care if you can stream your movies faster. The entire point of this was to put up the 5G weapons platform all across the globe. Now, it's interesting about this as well. Remember, we've constantly heard reports and seen multiple scientists come out and say that the 5G, or excuse me, that the COVID injection has the um, graphene oxide in it. Now, graphene oxide is one of the primary key factors on lithium-ion batteries, one of the main metals in it, superconductor. So if these shots have graphene oxide in them, and now you turn on basically this high-frequency platform 5G system, what in the world is that going to do as far as disrupting the body causing the immune system to absolutely go berserk. Either you start having these autoimmune responses or it completely nosedives and the body starts getting sick to simply the basic cold it can't fight them off. 
Now, I think that's exactly right. I think that's what this whole platform was built on. It wasn't coincidental, I told you guys, that all of a sudden they lock down the whole country. Not allowed to travel unless you're essential. Still still was questioning who were the individuals who got to tell you you were essential. I told everybody that. We can't do this. So you can do whatever you want. Somebody has the right to tell you what you can and can't do. Go somewhere. You're essential, non-essential. But I got so many emails, including my own personal report, saw it myself, of all of a sudden it was literally like popcorn. Every single where you turn, you started seeing towers up out of nowhere with 5G basically transponders on them, the big, giant, refrigerator-looking boxes. I mean, all over the place. I had people sending me emails out in rural areas said, dude, we were on the road the other day. All of a sudden, we counted like eight towers out of nowhere, like, you know, on a you know couple-hour drive. I said, yeah, I know. I said, you're not the only one. I mean, I got it everywhere. All across the country, I was getting emails when I brought it up on the show. It wasn't a coincidence. And so as we're seeing this happen, now – we're seeing the confusion that's about to be pushed towards the Christians from the injection that Novavax has now gotten approved in Europe. Now, just a short history, Novavax is one of the many pharmaceutical companies that got a huge amount of money competing for a government COVID-19 injection. Now, interesting enough about this, the company Novavax received $1.6 billion from President Trump's Operation Warp Speed back in 2020. However, Novavax has never produced anything, ever. The company didn't exist. The company's made nothing. It's never gotten approved on anything. And it didn't get approved in 2020. That Pfizer and Moderna and J&J were the ones that got approved. Well, interestingly enough, very quietly, the end of last year, Novavax has now gotten their COVID-19 injection approved for distribution in Europe. And they're reported to have basically getting close to having an FDA emergency use authorization as well in the United States. Now, here's what's going to happen with Novavax. Novavax is basically claiming that they don't use aborted fetal tissue cell lines in their manufacturing like Moderna and like Pfizer do. So they're starting to come out now, and they're saying that the Christians don't have a religious excuse for this shot. Because it doesn't have the aborted fetal line in it. They basically use moth line, moth cells, moths. Now, what's interesting about this is there's still no long-term research on even what this shot does, how safe it is, or what it's even about. What's interesting enough now, multiple doctors are already starting to provoke the Novavax vaccine. And Dr. McCullough is basically saying now that he's looked at the studies of the vaccine and he basically thinks that it's very, very safe and it's very good and that everybody needs to get it now because it's basically safer than the COVID Moderna injection. Now, as we've already seen in general, there's been zero actual need for a respiratory virus vaccine such as COVID. There has been none. There's been no demand for a vaccine. They've done the research for decades. You can't vaccinate your way out of upper respiratory infections. There's too many viruses like COVID and SARS-CoV-2 that basically float around on a regular basis. They've tried this multiple times with injections, and it never worked to the point where they had the swine flu, you remember in the 70s, and all of a sudden they rolled the vaccine out with virtually no testing. 50 people died. That was it. 
50 people died after they rolled it out, and they completely halted, and they said, this stuff's unbelievably dangerous. We cannot be injecting anybody else with a shot. Now we've got tens of thousands of people just on the VAERS reporting system dead, yet we're coming out with more vaccines. Pfizer CEO said, we got our fourth booster shot brewing up. It's going to work against everything now, including Omicron. It was funny. I went out to eat dinner Saturday night with a couple of buddies, and we were talking to the waitress, and we brought up the topic of this shot. She goes, oh, yeah, you mean I need to get my shot that doesn't work so I can be protected from you because you don't have a shot? And I said – and we were just – she was being sarcastic. I said, yeah, I said, that's how idiotic it is now. My shot doesn't work if you don't get your shot, even though mine still doesn't work. Even if you get your shot, it still doesn't work, so I still need to get my third shot. I said the level of stupidity that has completely infected the American population now. It is, this, isn't a, this isn't a COVID infection. This is a stupidity infection. The fact that people are still going along with this and living in this delusional psychosis, as I have brought up repeatedly. But remember, it's the same thing I talked about with the delusional psychosis. They do not want – people that are completely delusional do not want to face reality. So they continue to get mad and irate and try to force people to live in their delusion because they can't accept reality. That's why you keep seeing so many people bring this topic up about, well, my shot doesn't work. You know, I, need to get, I need to get another shot. I need to get another shot. I need to get another shot. And they'll continue to get the shot even if it kills them in order to maintain their delusional status. This is very clear, and everybody needs to understand it. Also, to another news, just an update. FedEx now is warning of shipment delays as the virus leads to staffing shortages. And let me clarify this. You guys know I don't use FedEx very much at all. I prefer UPS and Priority Mail. We're still getting very, very good results with UPS. We're getting short shipments out pretty much same day to our customers. So thank you again for the support. What they're doing is, and Dad has called this out repeatedly, they're trying to slow down the entire economy and blame it on COVID as they completely and totally implode the dollar. FedEx is not having a shortage of workers. Simply more and more people are taking off their five days now because just about everybody tests positive now, even when they don't have symptoms. They're also saying now FedEx is having shortages of pilots again. This isn't just because they're getting sick. This is becoming an extremely systemic issue with the pilots right now that are dropping dead. Remember, pilots are a very, very, very select skill set. This is not something that you just run around and just go pick somebody. Hey, man, by the way, you want to be a pilot real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that ain't that at all. It's a very complex job. Remember when AOC, the big horse mouth liberal from New York, came out and said with her new Green Deal that all air traffic essentially needed to stop? And all transit and basically traveling and vacations need to stop and everybody needs to use like electric railways and that we we're going to put together this multi-trillion dollar infrastructure with electric cars and electric railroads. And we all laughed. We all laughed. Stop air traffic. What are you talking about? You're not going to stop air traffic. Well, guess what, guys? They're stopping air traffic. They're going to make – and you can see where they're going with this right now. They're going to make it so difficult to fly that only very few select people can do it at a specific time. They've already talked about now rationing flights and basically taking flights down to going, going, you know, say out west once or twice a week in certain areas where their main hubs are. 
They're already starting to talk about doing this because of the shortages now. They're going to start increasing the price of the flights as well. So that basically you're not going to be able to fly. You want to fly from, you know, Florida to Texas. It's going to be $2,000. That way the airlines get maximum ROI with minimal planes flying. That's where they're going next with this. Then what they're going to start doing is they're going to make it more and more difficult to even get a timeline. <coughs> excuse me. Even get a timeline that you're able to fly in. So, oh, well, you can fly on February 8th or you can fly out on March 3rd. Those are your two open options right now. Now, remember, this isn't going to affect a lot of the upper elite individuals that have their own private jets. They're not going to make their pilots get the injection. I promise you that. They're not stupid. This is what they're planning on doing. They want to stop all travel freely unmolested. They're doing this on purpose. This isn't an accident. This is why it's happening. That's why they're pushing at the same time to get rid of internal combustion engine vehicles. At the same time, they're reducing air traffic. At the same time, they're imploding the economy. They want to turn it into a Hunger Game status. This is why it's crucial. I encourage people, if you can, simply just drive still. That's why I do it all the time. Just drive. I mean, unless it's something really far, but quite frankly, I'm not flying commercially for the foreseeable future because I don't think this is going to stop. I think this is going to continue to go on and on and on exactly why they're doing it. Once you start having X amount of the pilots die off at a certain percentage, again, you don't just replace them overnight. So what happens when you start having all these pilots and there are no people to fly the planes? Well, it's very simple. You're going to start taking everything over to autonomous platforms. They've already worked on this now with the Amazon and other platforms where they're just going to be like drone Boeing 777s, 777s. They're just going to fly around drones. Everything's going to start being robotically controlled everywhere. That's the next phase they're going because, remember, the drones and the AI and the robotic systems have already been, been putting into place for years now. This is why they're phasing out people out of the job market. A lot of people said, you know, and I brought this up, well, why, you know, when they're rolling out these robots and they're doing kiosks at McDonald's and all these places, what's going to happen? You know, people are there's just going to be millions and millions of people unemployed? No. Millions and millions and millions of people are going to be dead. That's the entire point of the shot. Dad nailed it very clearly. The shot is the bioweapon. It is going to continue to be pushed and pushed and pushed until it's so difficult the vast majority of people simply comply. That is why I've told everybody and I have encouraged everybody, stand up for your rights and stand up for your beliefs and your convictions on this because complying isn't going to make life better, as we already saw with the bait and switch that they did to everybody. They caught the most easy people first. They said, listen, if you get the shot, you don't have to wear the mask anymore. And everybody said, oh, my goodness, I will get the shot, just not wear the stupid mask. I am ready to go. Three weeks later, and we changed our mind. You have to wear the mask again, and you've got to get a booster shot now to be fully vaccinated. The goalpost won't stop getting moved as long as people keep voluntarily complying with the game in general. People just have to boycott the game, the COVID injection, period. No more, no compliance, no submission, none. doesn't matter how difficult it is because it is going to be difficult. But again, that's why we're called at such a time as this to stand up for our beliefs. Does you read anything in the New Testament about it being easy for the apostles anywhere? You're funny. Easy, no conflict, everything was hunky-dory. They had a great time. They all got to hang out, then they all got raptured. Anybody remember reading that part in the, old, the New Testament? I don't. I must have missed that whole part. 
Because apparently that's what everybody continues to keep thinking we're supposed to have happen. That we're not supposed to have any conflict, we're not supposed to have any problems, and everything's supposed to be super easy. Guys, it ain't like that. you got to get in reality. You have to understand, do you have to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable in certain situations? Be that person that stands up and says, no, I'm not putting on a mask. We can start going at it right now if you want to keep pushing this. Continue to stand for your convictions you truly believe. I strongly encourage you, those that are really going through struggle right now. We are all experiencing this some way more than others, but this is not going to stop as long as people keep complying. It's our duty to keep pushing back. What do you think, Deb? Uh, you know, Austin, uh, I, I just wish something else would get into the news more than this stuff. I really do. And that's why I like talking about the blood of Jesus. And that's why I like talking about Mark Rutland's sermons this weekend. Because, you know, the reality is the vast majority of people in the United States have become weary. I mean, this is beginning of year three of flattening the curve. And people have had enough of this. I've had enough of it. You've had enough of it. Everybody I talk to is over it. The only people that aren't over it are the New World Order people. They're not over any of this stuff. They're pushing and pushing and pushing the narrative. And that's what they count on. They count on us becoming so overwhelmed with the bad news, so overwhelmed with what's happening that, you know, we just give up and we give up and we comply. That's that's the cost, isn't it? That's the cost to us if we do that. So we just got to keep pushing back, pushing back, pushing back. And pretty soon they're going to realize that we're not going to stop. And then they're probably going to turn the 5G towers on. And then guess what? They have the ability to locate you based on your DNA frequency, your energy field. They can put out specific bioweapons for specific genomes. If you're a German or if you're Russian or if you're black or if you're Hispanic or they don't like you for this or don't like you for that, they can start modulating frequencies in such a way it'll cause, it'll cause cellular disruption. It'll cause cellular problems as far as DNA replication. They have that technology. It's that far advanced. We've talked about it in depth before on the show. Heck, they've opened the doggone veil at CERN. They've opened aperture and portals into the other dimension. They've opened the gates of hell is what they've done. They have the ability to do all of that stuff. You don't think they can affect you by a bioweapon? You know, it's just, it's just crazy what, they, what they're doing right now and how they're setting everybody up. And like you said, Austin, they're pumping people full of graphene oxide, which is like you know, injecting razor blades into the doggone cardiovascular system. So all these people are just dropping dead, finding them dead in hotel rooms, finding them dead. Our contractor, the contractor that built Austin's house, Oh, he was fully vaxxed, had all of his boosters bragging, bragging, bragging. And I remember I told you this a few months ago. His name was Bob. And Bob was an okay guy. You know, he's a terrible contractor, quite honestly. We had to pretty much do the whole house ourselves. But when you talk to him, he was awake. He was a patriot. He carried guns. But he just was caught up in this new world order lie about getting the vaccine and the boosters and the boosters and the boosters. And he was bragging to me. And I told him, I said, look, if you're going to do this stuff, you better start taking supplements. Then he started yelling at me and that he didn't want to buy vitamins. And I'm like, I'm done. In fact, the funny, the irony of the whole thing is that was the last conversation I had with him. I was trying to give him advice because of what he had done with the kill shots using N-acetylcysteine and, you know, vitamin E and cod liver oil to keep the blood flowing. And all he did was get mad, start screaming. And I hung up on him. That was the last time I talked to him. I couldn't take, couldn't take it, the yelling. And a couple of days, a couple of weeks later after he hung up on me, they found him stroked in a bed after he'd been sitting up in bed, laying in the bed, crunched over, you know, for a couple of days, barely breathing, barely alive. They took him to the hospital. And he, he was dead, dead. You know, and I'm telling you guys this. You've got to take vitamin E to keep the blood thin. You really do. I don't recommend aspirin on a regular basis because it can cause wet macular degeneration, mess up your eyesight. 
But vitamin E and cod liver oil are important. You have to take the N-acetylcysteine. We got our last batch of N-acetylcysteine. I'm not sure how much we've got left of it. Our, our suppliers told us they don't have any more. They're out. So we're like, oh, this is perfect. Okay, so I've told you guys you've got to have that because that helps to repair the problems associated with the spike proteins. And what they do, they're like little sand spurs. You know, all of you guys have stepped on a sand spur in the backyard, especially if you live in Florida or in the tropics. And all of a sudden now you're running around your kid, you're barefoot, you got calloused feet, and you get a sand spur in your foot. And it, it, it everything comes to a halt. And now you're there trying to pick out the splinters of the sand spurs because they're stuck in your foot. That's what a spike protein does. It lodges itself like that's why they're called spike proteins. They're like a sand spur, but microscopic. They stick in the endothelia, the blood vessel lining. And when they do that, they disrupt the blood flow. You have tremendous pressure pushing through the arteries, and now all of a sudden you have this really rough sand spur surface on the inside of the arteries, which are causing micro eddies inside of the blood vessels, causing microclots. That's why they're so dangerous. And the research that was done on this from the, you know, cardio- cardiology review or whatever maybe that article was that I posted for you guys a few months back said the only thing that mitigated this was the N-acetylcysteine and, and, the, and the nitric oxide, which would be our HGH stimulate. Now, I'm not making any claims that you're going to cure yourself from problems with spike proteins by taking that. I'm just telling you what the article said. But the point is this. If we don't do something, we're going to end up having all kinds of health problems and people are dying everywhere. And now, like, like I said earlier, you know, these Kabbalist Hollywood Luciferians that are taking these shots and, you know, and, and basically dying, you know, to me, as far as I'm concerned, if these people are really involved in all the satanic weird stuff that they're involved in, a lot of them, if they leave the planet, oh, well, they get to experience what Isaiah talked about here in Isaiah 14 and 15. They're going to show up in hell. That's where they're going to head. And good riddance to some of these guys that are so bad at involved with this torturing of children and adrenochrome. I mean, it's unbelievable the stuff these people are actually involved in when you get to see it and know what they're doing. They say that, in fact, Mankow told me this, that under Epstein's island, there were, it was catacombed with all kinds of caves and ritual chambers. Now, I'm thinking to myself, that's, that's just crazy. You know, so what in the world were they doing in those ritual chambers? And why did this weirdo have a dentist chair in his shower in his house, who does that? I mean, you know, in the bathroom. I mean, what? Are you, I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. It sounds like some kind of torture device to me. But the problem is, is that you know we don't want to talk about this. We don't want to. It's like Paul Craig Roberts said last week. The jury was overwhelmed by the evidence, but never talked about who was doing it, why Mossad was involved with Epstein, and who Ghislaine Maxwell worked for because she was also a Mossad agent. Nobody wants to talk about any of that stuff. We're going to pretend like it's not going to happen. Now, I want to say one other thing, too. This is important. I, a lot of people are going on these cruises now. There's an article that just came out. It says, bare rooms, rotten fruit, and boredom. Quarantine life on infected cruise ships. This is an interesting article. Frank Ribello lined up the upgrades well before he boarded his Caribbean cruise. The dining package that would keep him eating at high-end restaurants. The beverage package that would keep drinks flowing. But after contracting COVID-19 and isolating in a designated cabin, he had to order off the room service menu, turkey sandwiches, pizza, burgers, and three choices for dessert. They were like, we're going to give you the minimum you need to survive, says Ribello, 54 years old, who owns a small trucking company and works for the as a DJ while he's been splitting his time between Tijuana and Las Vegas. His nine-night voyage on Norwegian Gateway last month went haywire after a coronavirus surge sent cases soaring to record heights on land and sea. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, cruise lines sailing in U.S. waters reported 5,000 coronavirus cases. Now, listen to me. The last cruise I went on was a Holland America ship. 
I'm warning you, don't use Holland America. It's a carnival ship. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. The Norvo virus went through the ship. There was projectile vomiting in the hallways. The ship was filthy. There were tables with food all over them and plates all over them. Holland America was bought by Carnival about 20 years ago, and they are no longer a good cruise line in my opinion. In fact, I wrote an entire article on Holland America. I talked about what the captain did, how he acted, throwing people off the boat. I don't do cruises anymore. That was the last time I've been on a cruise. We've been on a bunch of cruises in the past 40 years. That was it. So, guys, stay off of cruise ships. They're floating Petri dishes. It's just they're not safe. Got a friend of mine, good friend of mine, got a, got a, got a, got a kill shot, you know, just because he wanted to go on a cruise ship. And now they're telling him he's got to have his booster shots. And he's like, I don't know what I want to do. This thing's not working. I said, yeah, I told you. I told you not to do it to start with. Guys, it's not worth it. When you start doing shots to try to comply with this stuff, guys, how do you know you're going to make it through the shot? How do you know you're not going to die with a stroke like Bob did in the middle of his bed? How do you know you're not going to have that happen to you? How do you know you're not going to wake up at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando and you don't feel good and suddenly they find your corpse 12 hours later? How do you know that's not going to happen? Or if you're not at the Ritz-Carlton like this Saget guy was, if you're you know, with the Ramada Inn or the Days Inn, or the, or, you know, or, or Motel 6. How do you know they're not going to find you and they're dead? Think through what you're doing before you do all of this stuff. How do you know if you're young and you just got married and you're taking the shot and your wife takes the shot because she wants to keep her job, that you're ever going to have children because now she's going to be sterilized because of the way it attacks the ovaries? You don't know. Heard from an old preacher one time. He said, if you don't know, don't go. He's right. Remember the old song back from the 70s? Mama told me not to come. <laughs> and, and it's true. Sometimes you just need to listen and realize that God warns you in his word of what to do and what not to do. And the best thing to do is to be compliant. I love you guys. I do. I prayed for you this morning. You guys are absolutely amazing. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And this is why, you know, as we continue to see this rolling out more and more and more, it's just crucial that everybody continues to do what they need to do. Also, I mean, I saw now a lot of people don't even realize this. The Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, all the cash apps are now going to be reporting all transactions that total more than $600 per year to IRS. I was reading an update on it. A lot of people think that whole thing was gone. No, the American Rescue Plan Act, which they signed last year, basically is going to force all transactions online digital that are over $600 in total for one account, $600, guys, in one year. I mean, that's, what, $2 a day roughly? <laughs> that's nothing. Before, it was $20,000 in total that got reported to IRS. Now, not anymore. They're doing this in order to lock down more taxes and more restrictions. They're now saying that, well, if you buy something and you sell it at a loss, you don't get taxed on that. You know, we'll be generous. So if you buy an $800 TV and then you throw it on eBay and you only get $600 for it, you don't have to pay taxes on the 600 But you need to have all your transaction history to prove you're not making any money on it. This is the next phase of lockdowns when it rolls into the digital currency. You think this stuff is out of control right now. Wait till they start going everything to digital currency and cryptocurrency, basically to the Federal Reserve owns, you know, the Fed federal crypto. That's the next phase. That's why I encourage people, you still have to use cash. You still have to keep some cash on you. The more you do cash transactions, the more 
it shows a demand in the marketplace. I can't encourage that anymore. So thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth out there, for getting the news out there, for getting just freedom out there. It's so important that you exercise your freedom. It's so commonly taken for granted that we just have this in the greatest country that's pretty much ever existed, that it's just there. Like I said before, we're like trust fund freedom babies. We didn't earn this. We didn't work for it. We didn't fight and die and bleed for it, essentially. We just woke up you know, and realized, hey, we live in the United States. It's great here. If you don't exercise your freedom, if you don't demand that your rights are protected and listened to, then nobody cares. They'll just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. What difference, what good does a bill of rights mean if nobody enforces and makes their rights be listened to and their rights upheld? Think about that. That's good, cool piece of paper. But if you just sit there and hand it to somebody and go, I I don't care about a bill of rights. You can do whatever you want. You can force me to get an injection against my will. I'll, I'll go along with it. I don't care. Bill of rights, whatever. Guys, it's so important. You fight for your rights. Thank you again for the continued support. Be sure to check out the website, The B Complex. On New Year's sale right now for 15% off on the front page of B Complex. It's our methylated B vitamin formula. And the Ultimate Multiple Chewable on sale right now for product of the week as well at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Enjoy yourself. Stay strong. I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.